every three minutes in America, a man makes peace with his mother-in-law, a teen shows respect to his dad, and a husband finds a gorilla with his wife? Because everyone's playing Boggle, the mixed-up word search game that takes three minutes to play, but is hours of fun. A child finds a whale. The commercial keeps going, but you get the... Oh, I gotcha. You got the gist. Yeah, that's a commercial for, for a game. Yeah, from the 90s. Like the way we normally start gaming is the name of this podcast. Uh, this week, Boggle. Boggle. Boggle? Boggle. Boggle. The game of letters that only takes three minutes. And they stress this a lot. But hours of fun. It's hours of fun. But they keep coming back to this idea that it's only three minutes to play, which is... Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a good selling point, especially compared to Scrabble, which takes a long, long, long time. There were a lot of comparisons to Boggle and Scrabble, between Boggle and Scrabble in uh, the marketing, initially. In the 1970s. Yeah. When Scrabble, when blah, 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 Boggle began. This is going to be a hard My name's Ben. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Alex. Uh, Welcome to the podcast that is about games, past, present, and Games. games. This week, Boggle and... Ben, we played Boggle at a bar not too long ago. Yeah, at the boardroom. In Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. It's a really fun game. We played it sandwiched in between Yahtzee and Sorry, and I don't think it really captured my interest. Really? I I enjoyed playing it. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I have a brief description of the game Boggle. Oh, set to music? Uh, We can do that in editing. You're editing this week. Go for Uh, for it. (laughs) Boggle is a word game where the goal is to find the most letters on a 4x4 grid. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to start again. (laughs) I'm going to start again. I'm going to take it again. All right. Boggle is a word game where the goal is to find the most words on a 4x4 grid of letters in three minutes. There are 16 letter dice that fall into the grid, and the words are made by connecting those letters in any direction, including diagonally. After three minutes, the time... The, after the three-minute time limit... You're doing great, man. Keep going. ...is up. Uh, players share the words they found. If two or more players found the same word, they cross out that word, and no one gets points for it. Scoring is based on the length of each word, where three- and four-letter words get one point, five-letter words get two points, six-letter words get three points, seven-letter words get five points, and eight and more letter words get 11 points 11 points you missed some critical rules there did i oh yeah you cannot reuse a, the same letter in a given word that's important that's very important that's very important plurals count plurals count that's not really a rule that's just a, a, yeah but i a, think that as far a, as important stipulation as far as word games go you don't see that very often like when we yeah. played bananagrams right call back to previous episode or plurals, anagram, anagrams and bananagrams. Well, what? I guess in bananagrams, plurals do count. Yeah. Oh, I've just disproven myself. Yeah. In, in anagrams, plurals are void. In Scrabble, plurals and variations are great. And here's a different rule. There's one die that has a QU on it. Yes. That counts as two letters. No. Yes. Really? Yes. That's Q, interesting. The QU counts as two letters when you're calculating So length. that's the most valuable letter or die in the game technically until you get to the challenge dice but that's a later i don't know what that is the the longest the longest word that's possible Ooh, i looked this uh, up too did you yeah the longest word that's possible is 17 letters and it's inconsequentiality oh i got a different one 
There were a couple. This was the only one that I, I knew the meaning of. What's the meaning? Inconsequentially, in something doesn't have consequence. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> the other words for way were complicated. I got one that was um, quadricentennials, which I think is... Four, 400 years. 400 years. Yeah. Also, sesquicent... Sound it out. Sesquicent... Nope. Sesquicent... Nope. Sesquicentennials. Sesquicentennials. It's a different variation on 100 years, I'm sure. It's like, I think it's... Sesqua? I think it's 550 years. Cool. Well, there's no time to look it up, Ben, because... We got a lot to cover in the podcast, including the history of the game, the strategy of the game, and the relevance of the game. In that order. Yep. And the strategy... Oh, no, not the strategy. The history. Sesquicentennial (laughs) is relating to 150th 150th anniversary. That's what I said. No. (laughs) The history, Ben. Can you take us back in the Wayback Machine to 1972? That's exactly how far back I can take you. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, in 1972, the game Boggle was first published. It was designed by Alan Turoff, and it was um, published by Parker Brothers. The Turoff game. What? My mental bridge was Alan Turoff sounds like Alan Turing. Sounds like the Turing game. Turing test. Well, the imitation game was the movie, though. So you, that's another step. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so I have to say, for some reason, the history of Boggle is buried deep. <laughs> I, had, I really had to dig. I was literally reading comments on articles to try to figure out what the hell. You sunk this, to the level that I normally... That's, that's my space, man. Yeah, yeah. So rumor has it that it was actually initially presented as part of a larger board game. That I, I don't know what that larger board game was because I couldn't oh, find it. It's like a Voltron of board games. In that, wow, I'm, I'm making a lot of le- mental <laughs> leaps tonight. Yeah. In that multiple separate board games come together to form an ultra board game. Right. Which we should try to track down, but continue, please. So, so unfortunately, no subsequent games of Alan Turoff were published. So we don't actually know what this larger board game may have been. But it was initially introduced in 1972, as we said earlier... Um, as part of a kind of a low-priced game line, and apparently the marketing was pretty bland, and it actually failed uh, when it was first published. And the name Boggle was was trying to compete with Scrabble because of the double letters. I kept finding that again and again. Oh, and they I, called it that, so it sounded similarly gibberish-like. Sort of, it was supposed to like compete with Scrabble a little bit. Yeah, well, eventually... Well, so originally it was Parker Brothers that picked it up, right? Yeah. But flash forward to when Hasbro absorbed Parker Brothers, and now Scrabble and Boggle are under the same umbrella. Right, right, right. It gets real confusing. Also, I want to make a note that you said at the onset the game failed. It did. I would argue that it has always failed. I... It actually actually picked up a little bit later. In 1976, Boggle relaunched... Um, at the behest of fans, actually. I think they stopped publishing it or something in the early 70s. That's a 
interesting era to have like a fan driven campaign to get something off the ground. I guess. Yeah. Or, or maybe they just wanted more people to know about it. I, again, really hard to find information. Uh So they relaunched it with new marketing. It wasn't part of this like low end game line anymore. Um, so they, they had this ad campaign in New York city where they mocked covers of cosmopolitan magic magazine and I tried to find an example of this, but I couldn't. They mocked the covers of Cosmopolitan magazine, and all the covers were... looked like Cosmo, but they were Bago related somehow. That's fun. I don't understand what that means. Okay, I'm going to ask you a serious question. Though. Yeah. Did this actually happen? Yes. But we don't have any proof. I don't have any proof. And this was just a comment left on some place on the internet. I found somebody that had contacted somebody that worked at Parker Brothers Research and Development or something like that. Oh, wow. Well, this is like at first, he, this is like primary investigation yeah, yeah. And going he, on here. And he commented on the article that was written and added some more information. And that was one of the things he added. And by 1977, uh, it was a million copy game. Um, and it was doing much better. Interesting. But, but that's really... I, I also have some entomology... Etymology, excuse me. Entomology. No. Etymology. Etymology. Please. For the word boggle. Enlighten me. Do you know where the word boggle comes from? Uh, I know that it's a cross between a beagle and a boxer, as we discussed prior to going on air for the podcast. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because now the podcast listeners know it. Yeah. Uh, no. So it actually comes from bogle... Which is a word for a goblin or a specter or anything that is an object of fear or loathing. I bet that has the same root as boggart, which is also a type of spectral demon. Interesting and interestingly enough, bogle is likely the origin for boogeyman. Oh. Uh, yeah, so the horses were said to boggle when they made a sudden or jerky movement as if startled by something unseen. And apparently horses had a reputation of, of seeing goblins or specters. Well, everyone knows that. Yeah, of course. I mean, this probably also connects to, you know, boggling one's mind. That was a later use. After the 70s? N- no, like, it was like the 1600s. That the- oh, okay. <laughs> I, I will say that when doing research for the podcast, uh, it's very hard to find news or stories around boggle because it's a word that's just used all the time not in the context of the word game it became more popular as like boggling the imagination or boggling your mind yeah yeah so you brought us up to 1977 sure did 1979 ben that's when things get interesting and by interesting i mean big Ooh. my big i mean five by five grid oh yeah and actually big boggle as it's known today um I think that this is a much more popular version. We see it coming up really? in well in in popular culture like in the 90s Boggle kind of had this peak resurgence in the mainstream. Keep in mind it was often mentioned as a joke, like as a very lame type of game, but usually they're referencing a 5 by 5 grid. Huh. So uh, there's actually a similar game in the Philippines called Word Factory that is a 5 by 5 grid. It was first distributed in 1978. That's a year before Big Boggle. Strange. Yeah. The the difference between big boggle and regular boggle, though, is that you're not allowed to use three-letter words. And that's right. actually the version that we played. Yeah. And I will say that I preferred that. I did, too. Because otherwise, I would get so obsessed with finding permutations of three-letter words and not focus on anything longer. And actually, before we start getting into the, the modern interpretations of the game, let's talk strategy. Let's do it. 
So strategy session. I'm going to. Li- what was that? I was. I was just. <laughs> did, you, did you hear that clip that we played? Did you? No. Could you play it one more time? Strategy session. All right. This is the strategy session. I'm glad we're doing that now. It's a thing that we're doing. This this is straight from WikiHow with my editorialization because that's I want. What, that's what people tune in for. Yeah, basically. You're editorializing. I wanted to point out that WikiHow's number one uh, point for winning in Boggle is to find long words. And that seems pretty darn obvious to me. I disagree also. I mean... You disagree. If, if the strategy is can be summarized as score the most points, then yes, I guess find the but longest also, words. But also, keep in mind that an 8-plus letter word is worth 11 points. Yeah. Which means that, let's say it takes you... Um, two minutes to find an eight-letter-plus word. But don't you remember when we uh, the first round that we played, and you noticed that, and you tried to find really long words, and I just found a bunch of four-letter words. Yeah, but at the same time, four-letter words are worth one point. Mm-hmm. So you would need to hit 12 four-letter words in the same time it takes to find one eight-letter word to make up the same point difference. Yeah, but I bet I could do that. Maybe. If only we had played the game. We did. I lost. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of... Second point in strategy is to pluralize. Yes, absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Very important. Third is to anagram. That also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, once you find once you find a combination of, like, common va- uh, common vowels and consonants in a cluster, just go to town. Yeah, when you find a, like, a four by f- or two by two square of, of letters that yeah. can all work together. You yeah. can do a now, lot. if you want to get into the big leagues, Ben, which I know we do. Big leagues? The big leagues. You want to memorize roots and endings of words. <coughs> You're right? Yeah. You want to memorize roots and endings of words before you play. So there's a, there's a list of recommended ones, but like endings like ing or ince, uh, yeah, uh, roots like over or stra, like like there's there's common there's common collections Suffixes, of letters, prefixes, that, right, and those will be able to kind of bump up your game from the short words to the longer words because you'll sure. be able to if you identify one of those, chances are you can find some sort of extension. Sure, sure. I try. So when I find. Um, a word I'll generally or a word word comment or letter combinations I try to just use those as many times as possible if it's like EST or IST or yeah. things like that now one of the other points which I actually disagree with is to find only uncommon words don't focus on common words now that is controversial I disagree because that well it depends on if you're playing in a big group or one-on-one yes because if you're playing one-on-one uh, one, one of the important rules that you mentioned before is that any words that are shared between partners get crossed out and you don't count them. Right. So if you're only looking for uncommon words... Your partner can just sweep all the common you're, words. You're seeding all the common words right. down. So I, th- I say you go for pretty much any word you can. Any word you see, you should absolutely write down. A common word is either going to be a point gain or a stop. Yeah. Now, if you're playing in a big group, though, let's say you're playing with five people... I would concede that you don't want to spend time writing down common words because odds are that's going to be stopped already. That's that's true. I do think that more often than not, people will miss out on the common words. So if you're just like passing on common words, there will be some that people miss. And Yeah, but it still comes down to that point. Like if you can get an uncommon four-letter word in the same yeah, time or a common five letter word in the same time that it takes to like rattle through six or seven common words that are all are all going to get stopped 
it's eh, yeah, I don't know. You don't right. know what people are gonna see though. I made a I made a brief effort to like genuinely break down this strategy using point values and like the combination of die because because each sorry not die cube each little cube has only a certain letters on it so it's only a certain number of permutations that was way, way too complicated for me to do but <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. sure that's right exists. yeah uh the big strategy though is if you're playing with the version of boggle from 1983 ben yeah you want to use the challenge cube i don't know what that means the challenge cube is one cube that adds plus five points to any word that includes it is it a le- is it a it's, yeah, like that's going to have combinations of letters. So, like for instance, in the 83 version, it'll have a QU. The QU won't be a normal cube face. It'll be on the challenge cube. What you do is you take out one of the, like a random cube from before you shake it up. You add in the challenge cube, and then you shake, and then you play. So it's uh, kind of like an, introducing a random element, but it adds plus five. And that's apparently if you play this version... Uh, that's the way to go to get more points. Well, yeah, that makes sense. But I've never heard of that before. Other than that, other than that, honestly, there haven't been a whole lot of variations. Most of the games we've played on this podcast, you see like um, branded versions and uh, extra fast versions. There's a kids version of Boggle, but it's not really that popular. But I think, like, I think there's a super big version that's like six by six. But that's I don't know, crazy. I don't know why you want to do that? So, but actually, I think that the game has kind of relatively stuck to its roots, which is a strength, but also a weakness once we hit what I'm going to call uh, the age of the 90s, where, and I wrote this down in my notes, Boggle becomes the butt of the joke. Do you want to coin that term, the age of the 90s? No, I want to coin the term butt of the joke. Is that coined? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to recoin it. Because we get to the age of the 90s. 1997, Ben. Two things happened in 1997 with Boggle. Do you know what they were? With bo- with Boggle specifically. Yes. No. Number one, Seinfeld. Okay. Seinfeld was a show in the 90s. Elaine is was Seinfeld's friend, and Elaine is going to a bar mitzvah. Yeah. And Elaine says she's going to buy the cheapest bar mitzvah gift she can. Okay. Guess what it was? Boggle. Boggle. Okay, so not a number great, two. Not a great gift for a kid. Point number two. That's becoming a man. Nineteen ninety-seven, also same year, just two months later. Yeah. King of the Hill. Yeah. A, a television show that I was not allowed to watch as a child. Right. Peggy Hill becomes a Boggle champion. Oh, okay. I think I. But of the joke. I vaguely remember this. They're making fun of Boggle, Ben. The 90s was not a cool time for Boggle. I don't... So, I don't understand this. Like, Boggle's a solid word game. It is way more fun than Scrabble. It is 1,000 to 2,000 more times more You hate fun. Scrabble more than the average person. Yeah, that's true. But, like, come on. I just think that it is... The way they push it as especially in the advertising, is a short three-minute game. Yeah. It doesn't have the competitive nature that Scrabble does. There aren't Boggle tournaments. That's an important thing to note. King of the Hill talks about a Boggle tournament. Those don't exist in real life. Boggle I, tournaments... I read that they exist, but they're not, like, standard. There's no national thing. governing body, yeah, yeah, to yeah, quote yeah. an article from Slate. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you read the same one. There aren't that many Boggle articles. But there is one from 2016... 
but it's about 1999, so it still falls under my <laughs> age of Boggle being the butt of the joke. I'm going to read a direct quote. This is from W Magazine. Okay. I don't know what that stands for. We'd go, out, <laughs> we'd go out to dinner, and when we'd come back to the White House, almost every night the President and First Lady Clinton would be playing a game of Boggle with some friends on the third floor. Cool. Not cool. Bill Clinton is the coolest president. Not in other no. than Barack Obama. <laughs> not. This isn't a politics podcast. We established that. This is a gaming podcast, and he was not cool in 1999. Yeah, he was. That was the height of his. Well, I guess no. <laughs> his coolness had taken a hit at that point. I just think that 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 is it has become the game of like nerdy antisocialites. I, and, and Peggy Hill. It is much more social game than Scrabble. It's direct competitor. Uh, now it's not a competitor, actually. Have you ever heard of Scrabble Boggle? That's preposterous. <laughs> it's just Boggle, but it says Scrabble Boggle on the box because now Hasbro owns everything. Is Are the letters scored? Nope. It's just Boggle. Damn it. But it's called Scrabble Boggle. I hate that. I wish I was making Hasbro. this up. Hasbro! I've got the, the notes are all right in front of me. I do want to circle back to the King of the Hill episode, though. Yeah. Because, uh, have you ever heard of YouTube poop? Excuse me? YouTube poop? I've heard of YouTube, and I've heard of poop. Oh, together it's something different. YouTube poop is this sub-genre of YouTube video that basically takes existing media and garbles it up and remixes it and makes it preposterous. And Oh, it's an apt a, term. What? It's an apt term. Very apt. And there's... A bizarre obsession with the YouTube poop community and the episode of King of the Hill where Peggy becomes the Boggle champ. Really? Oh, yeah. Trying to find research on Boggle in media just brought me uh, down a spiral of, I would say, hours worth of YouTube poop videos. Well, you're never going to get those back. No, but I prepared extra for this podcast. <laughs> and also, uh, we're going to end this podcast by playing some of the YouTube poop remix of Peggy the Boggle Champ because Ben said I wasn't allowed to play it at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for some poop. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be coming shortly. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, Ben, happened in 2016. This is kind of a serious note. I want to bring us back down because bring this loops... 2016 was a dark time. It was a very dark time for the gaming industry. Barack Obama was still president, though. You're, this isn't a podcast about politics. It's a podcast about games. And in this specific instance, whether or not Boggle would make a good lawsuit i assume yes no no well, it actually wasn't a lawsuit so <laughs> okay so i was right here's the here's the lawsuit led zeppelin uh i've never heard of him but it's a band <laughs> led zeppelin was being sued by the estate of the a singer songwriter from the band spirit okay never heard of them they were being he was being sued uh over something called cryptomnesia Cryptomnesia is when a... You forget codes? No, close. It's when you think that you've created something that actually you heard someone else create. Oh. So there was a lawsuit between the Led Zeppelin song Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Uh, and being and the, the claim was that it was the uh, main... Uh, what's the word for the, the, the music underneath the chorus? Oh, you, oh, you're Bridge? oh, you're asking me, the music guy... You're not a music guy. I don't oh, that's know what, you what you're talking about. Anyway, it sounded a lot like this song called Taurus by the band Spirit. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, cryptomnesia has been researched 
quite extensively by a man named Gordon Bauer at Stanford University. Has it ever been played in Boggle? That is not the point. Oh, oh, okay. I, but I lost they used that. Boggle, the game, to research cryptomnesia. Really? Yes. How? Um, there's a famous experiment in 1993, also in the 90s, the age where Boggle was the butt of the joke. Age of Boggle. Where it was the butt of the joke when they used Boggle to prove the phenomenon of cryptomnesia because they would have a person play against a computer and then after the game was done and they and they compared words, the person would try to recall the words that they had written down and they would have been incepted, which is a movie, they would have been incepted, I'm using air quotes, by what the computer had said. So they would think that they created the words that the computer had put down, and that is the basis for cryptomnesia, and that is the basis for this lawsuit. So That's an interesting... I don't know about that. Now, the only reason I wanted to introduce this as a lawsuit is because we had a segment for it. I think that we need a new segment, which is, would this game make a good scientific experiment? Overruled. No. And then a gavel sound. <laughs> I was thinking, like, bubbly, like bubbly things. Why? Yeah. Why? Scientists. Oh, I thought it was a lawsuit thing. No, it was a lawsuit thing, and now Overruled. it's a scientific scientific experiment. And Boggle would make a good scientific experiment, Ben. It proved cryptomnesia is a thing, and that is the end of my notes for this podcast. I have All to right. deep for these ones. <laughs> what are we gonna do next week? Well, let's let's talk about our experience playing Boggle first. Oh, okay. I thought it was fine. I was riding on Cloud9 after playing Yahtzee, and I feel like Boggle was a bit of a downer for me. I really enjoyed Boggle. I think Boggle's a great word game. I think it's fast. I think it's fun. Um, I think it involves the use of words that you would actually use in daily life. And I think it <laughs> wait, wait, is wait. a bajillion <laughs> times wait. better... I want to I want to unpack that a little bit. You don't think you would use Scrabble words in daily life? I think there are a lot. I think there's a strategy involved in Scrabble where you have to make words that you don't know what they mean. I had this oh. problem with Bananagrams too, where some and it's usually from people playing words with friends, which is Scrabble. Right. Uh, now I do. I will acknowledge that words with friends pretty much ignored the whole, or not ignored, ruined the whole uh, board game word-based community because there's no like it tells you when words are good words or not good words yeah. so basically it's it, it reduces any sort of skill in like yeah coming up with the words yourself i just but now now i have played games with word games with people where they play words that i i'm like i don't know what that means do you know what that means and they they don't but there's like it's a word because i worth, played it it's worth noting that for boggle you're allowed to play any word that is in the dictionary but you don't have to know what it means well, sh- okay, but so it's you, technically the going, same rules, I guess. But you're going quickly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, th- it's three minutes of fun. It's three minutes of fun. It's short. I think it's another strength. Yeah, and I like I like games that have like a like a physical build to them. Boggle's a very yeah. three dimensional. Shaking game. Shaking it's fun. Shaking it's fun. Also, uh, you can go for qu- like quality, meaning longer <laughs> words, or quantity. You can just go for a ton of small words. Yeah, I think it's, it's you, it. It can be played by a range of ages. Yeah, I think 9 to 99 or something like that. Yeah, if you're over 99, though. I, you're, there's not a whole lot of games meant for that Just age die. bracket. Just die already. 
Well, we're going to end the podcast with that. Uh, ben, next week, you want to do Sorry, or do you want to play Shoots and Ladders Sesame Street Edition with me? Which I bought at a thrift store for a buck fifty. We're gonna we're gonna do sorry. You don't want to do shoots and letters? We played sorry, so we should do that one already. We'll do sorry and then we'll do shoots I and letters. Hope you stop pronouncing it like that. Pronouncing it like what? We don't know where you know our audience is. You know what you're doing. We don't know where our audience you know is listening from. They could be in America, they could be I looked of, at our SoundCloud stats today. They and they're all American. But future audiences we don't know. It's hard to predict. That's so true. we're gonna we're gonna use whatever dialect we can to make sure that future Canadian listeners feel welcome. So next week, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, and then where can listeners find us on the interwebs? They can find us at facebook.com slash GTS podcast. They can find us at soundcloud.com slash GTS podcast. They can find us at instagram.com slash GTS podcast. They can find us at twitter.com slash gaming thy system. Right. Wouldn't it have been nice if they were all the same thing? It would be really good if we could just say they're all GTS podcasts. Right. Uh and we love hearing from you, our listeners. We're getting some feedback on the types of games that you want to hear, which is great. Yeah. So uh, keep sending in those recommendations, and we will keep feeding you delightful tidbits from gaming history and gaming present. Yeah, and if you have uh, listened to us on the iTunes or the Apple podcast app, you can rate and review us. Or whatever, wherever you listen to us, rate and review us. Yeah. Uh, we would like the feedback. And it helps other people find us. Yep. Four or five stars is appreciated. Four or five stars. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right at Lower the point, bar. Beggars can't be choosers. Uh, and as always, uh, we end this podcast wishing you, the listener, to live, love, and learn about board games. My name is Ben Alex. My name is Ben Ben. And this has been Gaming, Gaming the, the System. system. Now, men, the game of Boggle is really quite simple. The goal is to make words out of these 25 letter keys. Yeah. Bah, homie, I tell you, I hate to see Nancy cooped up all Sunday playing that Boggle. It's a beautiful model. Gotta be outside hanging my laundry. Sunday, 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 Sunday.